Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 64 is going to be from Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16. Salvation is a combination of at least two things as suggested by the word and. Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16 read, And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. God decided that preaching was how we, he was going to save the world. In Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, the Bible says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And so preaching is what is going to save the world. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. But what were they to preach? What were they to go and preach to every creature? They were to teach belief in Christ and baptism saves. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And so they were to teach baptism and belief. And the combination of these two things equals salvation. Salvation is a combination of at least two things as suggested by the word and. In the world today, we are often told that all we need is either grace or faith in order to be saved. There are those that teach grace only and there are those that teach faith only. Well, according to Jesus in Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16, neither one of those statements is a true statement concerning salvation because of that little word, and. Salvation is a combination of at least two things as suggested by the word, and. And ties two different thoughts together. So in order to get salvation, you have to have these two thoughts together. Belief and is baptized will be saved. You do not have the saved portion of the equation if you do not have both belief and baptism. In James chapter 2 and verse 24, the Bible says, you see then uh, that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. So James says that man is not justified by faith only. And so that there has to be something more than just faith. Jesus says something very similar to this in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21, where he says, Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall inherit the kingdom of God, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. And so we see Jesus himself saying that faith only does not save. Just simply believing that he is Lord is not going to save someone. You have to do the will of the Father. In Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16, you have belief. You have faith. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But you need the second part of the equation in order to have salvation. You have to have baptism. Now, what about grace only? In Ephesians chapter 2, in verse 8, the Bible says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. And so there are two different things here that have to you have to have. You have to have grace, but if grace does not go through faith, then you don't have saving grace. You don't have salvation. And so, for by grace you have been saved through faith. 
It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared before that we should walk in them. And so we see that in order to have salvation, you have to have grace through faith. They're tied together. You cannot remove them. Just as baptism and belief are tied together in Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16, in order to have salvation, you can't take one away. You can't take part of the equation away and still have what the equation results in. In Roman, or in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, the Bible says, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Let's read that one more time. But without faith it is impossible to please him. Well, if we're going to have salvation, we have to be pleasing to God. And so part of the equation in salvation is faith. And if you remove the faith portion of it from salvation, then you cannot be pleasing to God, which would mean you could not receive the reward, which is salvation. And so we see that we do need faith. As Jesus would say in Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16, we have to have that belief. Well, how does faith, how is faith built? In Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, it says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So in order to have salvation, we have to have faith. Well, faith comes from God's word, and so we cannot remove God's word from this process either. So we see we're not saved by faith alone. We have to have God's word in order to have faith. We're not saved by grace alone. We have to have faith in order to be saved by grace. So in both instances, we have to have faith in this equation. And then in Matthew chapter 10, verses 32 through 33, the Bible says, Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. So if a person is denied by Christ, they do not have salvation. Salvation would not be possible to the person that is denying Christ, because Christ says, I will deny him before my Father. And so we see another thing that we have to have in order to have salvation is we have to confess Jesus. Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. So we see faith has to be a part of it. We have to have God's word in order to have faith, and now we see that we have to confess Jesus. So it's nothing by itself that is going to save us. That little word and shows us this, that in at least Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16, that salvation is a combination of at least two things as suggested by the word and. But I would suggest to you today that salvation is a combination of many different things as taught by the scriptures that we have to walk in the scriptures. We have to learn what the scriptures have to say, and we have to be obedient to what the scriptures have to say. And so when we put the entirety of the scriptures together, we see what God wants us to do in order to be saved. Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We have to rightly divide the word of truth all the way throughout it in order to be able to piece together what God wants us to do in order to be approved of by him. So we have to have faith. We have to confess Jesus as the Savior. In Acts chapter 17 and verse 30, it says, Truly these times of ignorance God once overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere 
to repent. And in verse 31, it says, because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. Truly, these times of ignorance God once overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent. If he commands all men everywhere to repent, then one would not be able to be saved without repenting. In Luke chapter 13, verses 3 and 5, Jesus said, I tell you nay, or I tell you no, unless you repent, you shall all likewise perish. If one is to perish, then they would not have salvation. So repentance would absolutely be necessary in order to have salvation. So we see salvation is a combination of believing, of being baptized, of having faith, and confessing Jesus and now, repenting of our sins. So we see there are many things that we have to do in order to be saved. Now, Jesus said in Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16, that baptism is necessary, belief in baptism in order to have salvation. Well, Peter says something very similar to this in 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 21, where he says, there is also an antitype which now saves us. Listen to those words very carefully right there. There is also an antitype which now saves us. Baptism, not the removal of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. <coughs> and so there is a plan for salvation given in the scriptures. You, one must hear, believe, repent, confess, and be baptized in order to be saved. Salvation is a combination of at least two things as suggested by the word and in Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And so there is not just one thing that we have to do in order to be saved. Grace by itself and faith by itself is not the only things that we have to have in order to be pleasing to God. We must follow all of God's commandments throughout the entirety of the scriptures as given in the New Testament in order to be saved. The entirety of the gospel is necessary. In Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, Paul again said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes to the jew first and also to the greek and when we look at the different conversion stories in the book of acts we see that these things were followed in every single one in acts chapter 2 on the day of pentecost a great gospel sermon was preached and in verse 21 of acts chapter 2 it says and and it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the lord shall be saved. And so we know they heard the word of God preached to them, that they had crucified the Son of God. And in Acts 2 and verse 37, they asked, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter would answer them in verse 38, repent and let it, every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so they heard the word. They repented of their sins they confessed Jesus as the Savior because that's what, that's what was preached here. And in verse 41 of this, it says, Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. So they heard the word, they believed it, they confessed Jesus, 
Else, why would they have been baptized if they did not believe that he was the Son of God and was willing to confess him? They repented of their sins, and they were baptized. So we see the entirety of the gospel plan of salvation in action on the day of Pentecost. And if we were to go through every single one of the conversion stories in the book of Acts, we would find the same thing through every single one of them. In Acts chapter 22 and verse 16, when Paul, who was then Saul of Tarsus, was about to be baptized by Ananias the preacher, he said, And now, why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. And so Paul, who is Saul of Tarsus at that time, heard the message of the gospel preached. Jesus blinded him on the road to Damascus, but he sent him to Ananias the preacher, the road called Straight, so that he could hear words where he must be saved. And so he went there, Ananias preached to them, he taught him, and then he asked him a question, why tarriest thou? So he heard the gospel preached, he believed the message of the gospel, he confessed Jesus, he repented of his sins, and he was baptized into Christ. And we know all these things took place because he heard the message. He believed it because he was baptized. And since Peter in Acts chapter 2 says we must repent before we are baptized, then we can assume that he repented of his sins and he was baptized for the forgiveness of those sins. And so we see that salvation is a combination of at least two things as suggested by the word and in Mark chapter 16 verses 15 and 16 when in reality it is a combination of everything that God says needs to take place. In Mark chapter 16 verses 15 and 16 we see the entirety of the plan gospel plan of salvation here as well. In the word go you see the hearing of the message that is being proclaimed. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Then in verse 16, we see belief. And we see baptism is necessary there, but we also know that the other things must take place because of what's said elsewhere in the scriptures, that in order for someone to believe Jesus, they have to believe what he taught, and he taught repentance. He inspired the message to be proclaimed that repentance was necessary, in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. And so we see the hearing, we see the believing, we see the repenting, we see the confession in Christ, because if one is believes in Christ, he's going to confess and be baptized. But he who does not believe will be condemned. So the entirety of the gospel plan of salvation is in Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16 as well. And so salvation is a combination of at least two things as suggested by the word and, not simply just one thing, either grace or faith. And there are so many people in the world today that want to preach that salvation is by faith alone or salvation is by grace alone when the Bible clearly states that it is not, that there are other things that take place in our salvation. So, as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you.